Hey, I'm Mike. And I'm Daniel. And we are Civil Youth, and you are listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. These are just emotions, coming through the motions, to make it seem like I'm the only one. This is my moment to break free, to love to tour and throw the key from whatever is holding me. Alright, so we're back for a very special edition of Eagles Enemies right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia with a friend of the network, and he's making his network debut, finally. It's been like years in the making. Uh, (laughs) The one and only Walker the Talker, NFL Network's own Brendan Walker is on the voice line with me to uh, be part of this fun little podcast we do called Eagles Enemies. Brendan, thanks for joining the show. It's about damn time. And uh, <laughs> let's have some fun. Let's do it, Kyle. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on here. I, um, I'm i ready to talk some Eagles-Cowboys coming up. Eagles finally putting a, a string of wins together. They beat Washington. Uh, Washington, an absolutely shambolic organization for making Eagles fans run through the woods uh, yep. after they paid $50 to park. But <laughs> my biggest question here is where the hell's Greg Ward been all season? He's been doing things back-to-back weeks now, and he's been Uh chilling right in front of the coaching staff's eyes, and yet here we are this late in the season, and it's taken this long for Greg Ward to finally crack this roster, and he's actually contributing. He makes an over-the-shoulder catch to seal the deal against Washington, and for whatever reason, I have the utmost, utmost faith in Greg Ward to just do whatever this team needs him to do, and he's just going to come down with every single ball thrown his way. Yeah, I mean, Greg Ward, he's been on the practice squad multiple times. He's gone in and out. He's been to different leagues even. Um, he's kind of been a shining star for the wide receiver group for the Eagles. It's it's something that probably not a lot of people expected for him to contribute you know, this much so quickly, but a lot of people definitely had an eye on him when he was on the practice squad, a lot of people were vouching for him um, to even come to the active roster, you know, contribute early. But, oh, yeah, like you said, all season, where has he been? People just, you know, maybe aren't – we didn't have a lot of confidence in him early on. We don't know. Um, my theory a little bit is that they – the coaching staff and the people who drafted the wide receivers um, – they wanted to be right about the people who they drafted. So they wanted to see early success in, you know, Whiteside and they wanted to see Alshon pan out and still do well, but that just didn't happen. So you have to rely on new people getting brought up from the practice squad like Greg Ward. And you saw it, he contributed early and he's just one of those guys who's a grinder and wants to make the active roster. And I think he's deserved it in this Cowboys matchup. You know, Cowboys fans want to talk that talk, and and the one thing that kind of looms over us as Eagles fans is, you know, people who cover this team, is that the Eagles have not beaten the Cowboys with Dak and Zeke on the field at the same time. It just hasn't happened. They've always had our number, uh, even during the Super Bowl season. Well, it comes out this week that Dak Prescott's a little banged up, and he got hurt. He got, you know, a little... uh, sandwich pancake action from Clay Matthews in that Rams game and got an MRI 
Seems to have a bit of a shoulder injury. He's not practicing this entire week in terms of taking practice rep throws. Expected to play in this game, but if Dak is limited that way, I am honestly a little bit more confident in this team because of just how well the run defense has been all season long. Zeke hasn't really been, you know, quote-unquote Zeke. Uh, We haven't seen kind of, you know, the cereal eating as much as we have in years past. And I'm I'm confident in how this team defends the run. Yeah, it's going to basically come down to the defensive line this game. I think this is a big defensive line game, definitely a running run-stopping game. The the defense needs to go after Dak and they actually just need to make him win the if he's limited, if Dak is the limited one, make the limited one win the game, which is hard going to be hard for him to do. Um obviously like you said Zeke uh on the field is is a problem for the Eagles. They just haven't been able to stop him much. Um if you stop the run game, you force Dak to throw, you get after him, it could be I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it could be easy at all because it's not. But it could definitely help in a big way um, for the defensive line to step up on Sunday. Couldn't agree more. And uh, you know, we talk about Dak's injury. The rest of uh, the injury report for the Cowboys as we record this on Thursday is uh, former Eagle Michael Bennett limited practice today, so we get to see Michael Bennett back uh, in Philadelphia. Should be plenty of cheers for him. Uh, Lyle Collins got a limited practice in with a knee injury. Um, you know, Leighton Vander Esch did not practice. Doesn't look like he's going to play in this game. So you get Mm. kind of a slow, older Sean Lee manning things down. But he got a limited practice in because of that pec thigh injury that he's been dealing with. Uh, Mm -hmm. very interesting that the Cowboys punter had a limited practice today with an abdominal injury. Um, across the board a lot of limited practices but we know how this Cowboys team dealt with limited and uh you know DNPs the last time these teams played yep <clears throat> how much stock do you put into a ton of these Cowboys injuries um not a whole lot just based on like you said what happened before i would say the 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 Cowboys staff is good at dealing with the injuries unlike the Eagles <laughs> so it, so i mean before they were like five people and they were crucial people listed on the injury report like Tyron Smith and Amari Cooper and stuff like that um now you're seeing names again pop up and I have no reason to believe that they you know that they won't play I'm sure all of them will be on the field I'm sure a lot of them will play even if it isn't a limited capacity I just I think it's I think it's all basically smoke just to say that Cowboys have injuries, it's a load It's a load of you-know-what. They're all going to play on Sunday. Eagles, if somebody's limited, you might as well count them out for the season. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, speaking of the Eagles' injuries, we had three guys who did not practice on Thursday. Nelson Aguilar, uh, Derek Barnett, and Lane Johnson. And then a bunch of guys who were limited, which include J.J. Ortega-Whiteside with a foot, Brandon Brooks with a calf, Fletcher Cox with his triceps injury, Ronald Darby with a hip flexor, and of course, the day-to-day stinger shoulder injury for one Jordan Howard. Of the DNPs, I think Lane Johnson is going to try to tough this thing out. He's tried to tough out ankle injuries before. Granted, it didn't work very well for him, but Lane Johnson does not want to miss a Cowboys game because, one, it's in his blood, like... You know, he has family that are, that are Cowboys fans. 
Uh, he wants to get back out there after missing a majority of that Giants game and then mm-hmm. missing last week as well. Uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder not getting elected to the Pro Bowl. He wants to go and show out and, and help this team win the division. So of those three, I think Lane Johnson has the best shot at you know actually suiting up for this game. I don't think we see Nelson Aguilar, and I'd be shocked if we saw Derek Barnett. Yeah, definitely. Lane's definitely going to try and power through. Um, he's just one of those guys that takes division rivalries like the most serious on the team. He's one of those guys who's you know he's a Southern boy, but he's but he really just has a knack for wanting to beat Dallas. You know, he just has that vibe to him. So yeah, I think Lane, like you said, will definitely try to play uh, Nelson was reported that the knee was swollen apparently two times the size. So that's not a good sign for him to play. And yeah, Derek Barnett is just a big question mark right now. The Ronald Darby injury is interesting <laughs> to me because if he is you know not 100%, I think we see a lot more Rasul Douglas, and I think that's a benefit for this team in a way because he's kind of that taller physical corner that can match up with Amari, and we know... There's kind of a bit of a revenge there from last year when Rasul kind of tipped that ball uh, on that right. freak touchdown in overtime. Right. I think we could see a lot more Rasul Douglas in this game if Ronald Darby is not 100% or just doesn't suit up. Right. Ronald. I don't know why. Ronald Darby is the fa- apparently the fastest corner on the team, but we see him get burned all the time. And I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if he's his agility isn't right, like he's not – turning correctly or if it's not you know if it's something involved with he's not 100 percent all the time um he's supposed to be the fastest but like you said yeah rasul douglas could potentially get his revenge this game i honestly think he plays better in terms of 1v1 because darby just kind of needs to catch up and try and make a play on the ball but rasul can definitely press up and try and compete with uh big receivers like amari cooper I think Darby's biggest issue is this whole inverted cover two that the Eagles have been running, which they never ran until Mm -hmm. they won the Super Bowl. Uh, And it's just confusing, these young corners. And they're like, okay, what are we supposed to do? It's You you need to simplify things for these guys. And we've seen it for the past two years now where these corners are just getting absolutely decimated because Jim Schwartz with his black Oakleys on is too blind (laughs) to see that, you know, these corners are struggling with the way that you're using them. Fix it. Make it easier for them. We saw them simplify things when a guy like Craven LeBlanc came in last year and he picked up the defense like, you know, he was just picking up a ball in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Make it easy for the guys that are going to be out there for 95 to 100% of the snaps for you. I just, I don't understand why they're so dead set on this whole inverted cover two thing because it's obviously not working. Yeah, it's that. That's a that's a coaching thing. That's a coordinator thing, and I'm not gonna unless you want to get into it later. Coaching is gonna be a real big issue this off season, trying to replace people or change things. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think another <coughs> key injury in this game that the Eagles are going to miss in terms of a player is uh, Kamagruje Hill going on IR, done mm. for the season. That whole injury situation with his agent coming out and saying he's been dealing with injuries all season long. Uh, obviously he didn't report the concussion a few weeks ago in Miami. I think uh, his presence alone, where he's such a good special teamer, and then he's been a really quality linebacker for this team, where this team is very thin at linebacker. Yep, it's a huge loss 
for this defense? Definitely. I think, like, I, I don't, you kind of want to, you have to root for the guys coming up. Like, uh, like I mean, there's going to be Nate Gary, Alex Singleton. Your guy, TJ Edwards. My guy, TJ Edwards. Like, I'm rooting for the guys, but, like, yeah, Camus is, like, he's kind of the guy. He's been established himself as, like, the linebacker leader. Um, that's going to be one tough loss, especially trying to go up against a team where Dak could run on you. You don't have a manager in the center. I'm forgetting all about Nigel Bradham because I just haven't. He's been so <laughs> hit or miss this year. Yeah, it's yeah. I just I can't rely on him to be consistent. Um, I would say the only thing positive, even though it ended in a score, anyways, was that Nate Gary almost caught up to a Terry McLaurin who who ran a what is it four three four three speed yeah and Nate was like almost toe to toe with him like just trying to catch up to him that's the only positive I see in the linebackers right now is because I saw the speed of Nate Gary which I didn't expect uh but it's something to be positive about despite the fact that this linebacker crew is just absolutely decimated as is the whole the, the whole season is just decimated that we're, is we're relying on this one win <laughs> that is the 2019 eagles uh season dvd title it's just called <laughs> decimated uh also shout out to nate gary for one absolutely marvelous photo that the photographer was actually ashamed mm. of uh take pride in your work buddy because it's probably the best picture you'll ever take uh it's a great photo but it was absolutely amazing um on this offense that we talked about Greg Ward, one thing this team has not had, though, in the past when they faced Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys is an answer to Ezekiel Elliott. You know, obviously, they had Jay Ajayi, um, but he's no Zeke. Right now, Miles Sanders is hitting a stride that that's why you spent the second-round pick on him. I've been saying it for a while now. He looks like Le'Veon Bell light. The way he's kind of, you know surveying the field and kind of, you know, given that mini stutter step before he hits mm-hmm. the hole, he looks like Le'Veon Light, and I'm very excited about that because if that becomes his ceiling, my God, do the Eagles have an absolute playmaker in the backfield. But Miles Sanders is playing at, right now, his peak of performance for his rookie season. If he can continue to contribute like he has the past couple weeks, The Eagles have their answer to Ezekiel Elliott if he ends up, you know, having a typical Zeke day. Right. And that's exactly right. You just got to answer back and use your playmakers that you have. The whole entire season, the identity of the team has been the running backs and the tight ends. You can't rely on the wide receivers because they've been injured. And even if they weren't injured, they haven't performed the best. I think one Alshon Jeffrey game, he went off, but it was in garbage time, something like that. You have to rely on the running backs that you have and and the tight ends. And Miles Sanders is doing a great job while Jordan Howard is out, becoming that number one, uh, catching balls out of the backfield. Um, like you said, hitting holes. He's providing the offense with kind of a spark um, that is kind of giving this team juice to make the offense excel because the offense has been stagnant multiple times this year. And when you have that spark, it kind of gives, you know, the offense a, a a reason to perform better. Everybody's getting amped. Everybody sees that Miles is doing well. They feel uplifted. It's kind of it's kind of a 
It's contagious, bruh. It's <laughs> I, I love it. And this is the first time they've really had that spark. Sure, you know, the running back conglomerate of Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt, Sproles, and Corey Clement was great, you know. But this is the first time the Eagles have had that dynamic playmaker at the running back position since mm-hmm. Shady McCoy. Definitely. Uh, one thing is Jordan Howard, a lot of people were talking after the Packers game, which was like, what, week four? People were saying, re-sign him, re-sign him. Well, I'm not going to – I'm going to tone it down a little bit and say, you know, if this injury thing, if the Eagles medical staff really messed this up, obviously Jordan Howard doesn't need to come back. The positive thing is that, yes, Miles Sanders is excelling. So you are seeing the value you're getting out of the second-round pick that you spent for this guy to possibly become the franchise back and possibly help you win the division um, with a win, obviously. And then you're getting the jolt when Miles Sanders – is getting attacked on those early first down runs. You throw Boston Scott in there and he's like a little lightning ball and nobody can find him and he's catching balls out of the backfield. He's running the ball through the tackles on the outside. That one-two punch is working right now and it it's like such a breath of fresh air watching this Eagles offense when those two are doing what they're doing and then Carson right. gets time to throw the ball to guys like Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, and now Greg Ward. You know, that's how they kind of have to run it. And Carson, sure, you know, you can have the gripes about he's he's missing guys that are wide open, but he he looks more comfortable on the field right now than he has all season long in, I'd say, probably these past three or four games. Yeah, it, it, Car- Carson's been a product this year of the talent around him. That's re- that's really what it comes down to, and I, that's probably like that for every year. But this is the lack of talent, I should say. Um, he does not have confidence in his wide receivers, so he's not passing to them. That's why you haven't seen people get targeted. That's why you know he gives people's looks, you know, maybe twice a game, and they don't catch their passes. So he's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna pass to my best buddy Zach Ertz, who I know, even if I give him 13 targets a game, he's gonna catch you know 10 out of those 13. And will help the offense move down the line. Same thing with Miles Sanders. Same thing with Boston Scott. I'm going to pass to the people who will help this offense move the chains. And that's why also, like, we'll go back and that's why you've seen Greg Ward succeed. Greg Ward's making the catches. He's catching jump balls um, uh, in the end zone. He's tracking, like, he's tracking the football. It's he a is beautiful tracking thing. the football, making catches. He's, he's, he's going over cornerbacks like Josh Norman. Okay, Josh Norman's kind of regressed, but that's, you know – Beside the point, he's making plays, and that's really what it comes down to. Uh, Carson is throwing to the people who will make plays for this team, and it's starting to pick up. It's starting to – it's it's like almost at the perfect time because now you're in a, a two-game stretch. You need to win both games, and the offense is picking it up. It's It's kind of – Oh, it gets me like excited a little bit. I know. It's it's the first time I've been excited about this offense in a very long time. And I think it also goes to Doug Peterson realizing, oh, hey, I can run a tempo offense with Carson, and it actually works. I can roll Carson out of the pocket, and it actually works, and he succeeds at a higher level. I don't need him to be this you know pocket presence quarterback for him to find success. Like, I think the biggest drawback for this team, too, is they need to realize that injuries happen. Carson is now two years removed you know, from the ACL injury actually occurring. 
you can't live in the past and live in that fear of Carson getting injured again and limit what he's able to do. And I think they're starting to finally unleash the chains that they've put on him and let him just be himself again. And we're Mm -hmm. noticing that in his play. We're noticing that in just his demeanor on the field. The Eagles put out that mic'd up video of Carson, and he was, you know, in high spirits and just looked happy to actually be playing football. Right. Definitely, 100%. So when you look at this game and just who is going to be on the field as of now, who do you kind of see as being an X factor for the Eagles that will help sway this game in their direction and help them win? On offense or defense? Uh, You can give me one for both. Okay. Um, It's kind of cheesy, but on offense, we've seen a lot of Zach Ertz, and we know Zach Ertz can make the plays. How about Dallas Goddard? How about we get the other tight end in there? Because Dot... He, he, Dallas has had an interesting history, although be it very short, with the Cowboys in that he has gotten a touchdown taken away from him in the past. And I'm sure he'd like to get that long one back because he's a great player. And eventually when Zach Ertz retires, Dallas is going to be the new guy in town. He's going to be the number one tight end for this team. Why don't we exploit that? Make sure, because right now the, the Cowboys linebackers, you got the old Sean Lee, you got Jalen Smith. Is he injured at all? I think he's going to play, but you also got to remember, he's not as fast as he once was with the injuries and everything, so he's kind of right. just going to be there to stuff the run, in my opinion. Right. So so you got two tight ends. This is, this is the matchup you're waiting for. You got the tight ends. Use them. I know the wide receivers aren't going to really do that much, unless it's Greg Ward, uh, but but the tight ends need to make the plays uh, for this offense to move. I think they're I – know, I, don't, I don't remember the exact stats – but I think the tight ends are accounting for, like, I want a majority of, like, the Eagles' yardage. It's the only reason Carson has the the yardage that he has is because he's passing the tight ends and running backs. So. Yeah, Zach Ertz um, is the only receiver, quote-unquote, on this team that has over 500 yards for the season. Good God. Uh, <laughs> that shouldn't be that way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, offense, yeah. So offense should be Dallas and defense – uh, I'll say Rasul. I want Rasul to come in if that's only if um, Darby cannot play. I think Rasul needs to step up, and Rasul could be the X factor. I actually tweet. I actually tweeted. Somebody, somebody said, you know, for Dallas, for Dallas and Eagles game, name one person, one player that will decide the division, you know, in this game. And I quote tweeted it, and I said Ronald Darby because he's gonna. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of factors, but to me. It's a good thing and a bad thing. If Ronald Darby gets beat, somehow, you know, the Cowboys, you know, maybe the Eagles have the lead by three points, maybe a field goal. A lead? Ronald- I, would <laughs> possibly. I would love I that. I would love that. Possibly have the lead in the fourth quarter because of Carson Wentz's play, maybe up 27-24, and Darby lets one go behind his head. Amari Cooper gets a long touchdown again, and the Cowboys win in closing seconds. That's the bad. The good is that Ronald Darby makes the play. And the game is over, and the Eagles win with the lead in the fourth quarter. And that's what I think it's going to come down to. That's one of the things that I'm really hoping stands out is Darby's play. All the cornerbacks need to play, but I think Darby um, needs to show up because he's been kind of lackluster this season. I think my big defensive X factor, you know, we talked about the defensive line needing to step up, and that's an obvious one, but (laughs) I need a big game from Malcolm Jenkins. You know, Dak's potentially going to be limited with how he can throw the ball downfield. If you can have the ability to bring Malcolm down 
and kind of play that hybrid Mark Barron linebacker type and let him be part of stopping the run. Let him be, you know, kind of a guy who comes down and you can call that safety blitz and, you know, mm-hmm. get in Dak's head. Malcolm hasn't had the best year this year. This is, you know, one of those times where everyone on this team needs to bring that extra juice, and Malcolm typically brings it in these divisional games. And I'm really looking for a big game from Malcolm to just kind of step up, silence all these haters on Twitter that are, you know, talking about how Malcolm doesn't have respect for Carson and, you know, he's going to be out of here, yada, yada, yada. I think Malcolm's going to silence a lot of people in this game and is really going to step up in a big way. Yeah, he is definitely upset for not making the Pro Bowl. I didn't really see him making there anyway, but he's definitely got a chip on his shoulder, and yeah, he's going to need to definitely uh, make a statement because he's he said on Twitter he's been very vocal in the media this week saying, hey, um, don't make this a big game. It's just another game. We know what's on the line. He's basically saying, you know, we know what's on the line. We know this is the division basically the next two weeks, but just play your game. Well, Malcolm... I'm gonna need you to play your game, cause, right? Because I I need something from you. You guys can't be torched. The communication needs to be fluid. It needs to be exact. It needs to be correct, on point. Whatever it needs to be. Secondary needs to be involved because Dallas's passing game is dangerous. They like had the number one offense basically the entire year, almost. I want to say, and um, they're gonna throw the ball. Dak. Here's one thing I'll say. Dak is good. I won't. I won't knock against it. There's been people who just don't want to believe it or whatever. Dak is a good quarterback. Dallas got a good quarterback in the fourth round, and they've been the franchise quarterback, you know, since he's been drafted. Um, you need to prove that he's not as good as you think, because Dak, if he can pass against anybody, he's he's throwing for four. You know, he's he's almost got four thousand yards, if not already. It's um, yeah, Dak's it's, at forty three hundred and thirty four yards this season. Yeah. He, <laughs> He's passing all over the league. If you want to make a statement, hold him in check. That's how you win the game. Zeke can run. If you take, like we said this at the beginning, if you take Zeke out and you make make the limited Dak try and throw on you and you stop him, the game is over. And you got Zeke who is uh, on the verge of 1,200 rushing yards. Yeah. This offense is lethal. Amari Cooper over 1,000 yards. Like, and they have the weapons. They have a guy like Michael Gallup who's had a real, you know, breakout season this year. Randall Cobb has not gone away just because he left the Packers. He's had a quality season his first year right. in Dallas. Like, there are weapons you're going to have to stop. And I'm very intrigued by the matchup of Avante Maddox slash Craven LeBlanc on Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. I think that, that, should be, that should be easy. That matchup is going to be, I think, a key to this game because Randall Cobb is the type that can get loose. He can, you know, beat your secondary and get downfield. He's going to be in the slot, and you're going to need both of those guys to step up. And, you know, they're similar in height size, so that's going to be kind of the equal matchup there, especially for Avante Maddox. I mm-hmm. just want to see physicality from them and kind of just shut down a guy who could be an X factor for the Cowboys in this one in Randall Cobb. Definitely. Randall Cobb is a weird like it's just like a weird situation. He was so good in the, in the Packers, but then obviously he's regressed, and now he's a veteran making plays. It's kind of a Mari's role. You got new guys there, um, but yeah, it doesn't take away from the fact that he's doing well this year and he's um, doing great in a Cowboys offense that I don't know. Really, the Cowboys really don't have an excuse 
I really thought, like, based the way the season is going, I thought the Cowboys would have 10 wins, 11 wins by now. Um, I don't know. This this has been a weird 100th anniversary of the NFL, to be honest. You can say that again. Uh, and I think my, my X factor on the offensive side of things is going to be Miles Sanders. You know, mm-hmm. we, we talked about how the Eagles just haven't had that answer for Zeke. Now they have it. I can't stress this enough. Doug can't shy away from the run when it's working because it is one of your strengths right now. Use it to yeah. your ability to then open up the passing game to your running backs, to a Greg Ward, to your tight ends. You can't shy away from the run completely. Like, it still needs to be part of this offense and it's working right now. Miles Sanders had a dynamic game against Washington. Boston Scott has had a fantastic, you know, past two games. Mm-hmm. Use the weapons that are working for you. Don't go away from them because your offense is already limited as is. So if you take more components away from this offense, it's more stress that's going to be on Carson Wentz. And then we get these narratives about how this is the biggest game in Carson Wentz's career. Mm-hmm. Which, sure, you can twist it that way. You can say it is. But... You know, the next game that he plays is going to be the biggest game in his career. It's a never-ending cycle with that. So Carson just has to play his game and allow the pieces around him to elevate their game as well so that he can find the utmost success and and take on a Cowboys defense that I quite frankly think is overrated. Overrated, you say? Little overrated. Okay. I like it. <laughs> you know, coming into this season, they people talked about this Cowboys defense being a top five defense in the league, and they honestly just have not lived up to that bill. Granted, yeah, right. injuries happen, uh, but you know, you got a guy who who talked that talk in uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Yep, I've barely heard his name this season. Where is he? Been? Can I borrow his glasses to just go and look for him? Like I have <laughs> not seen. Him be Demarcus Lawrence this year, and and that's just a yeah. fact. You know, there's been injuries. Leighton Vander Esch has been in and out of the lineup. Sean Lee, in and out of the lineup. Byron Jones, in and out of the lineup. A guy who's on a contract year. Uh, this defense, I think, it, it's a beatable defense. It's just you have to be able to execute with what's working, and that right. is, I can't stress it enough. Use the running backs and use the tight ends because that is what works. And then sprinkle in some Greg Ward to catch them off balance. I don't know about you, but I would love to see a Greg Ward trick play, passing touchdown somewhere in this game. Hell, throw it to Carson for all I care. That would be absolutely incredible. Imagine if they ran the Philly special to win the game. Oh, my God. (laughs) You You know how much anxiety Carson Wentz would have with that? I, honestly, I don't know if Carson would catch it. I don't. Think to be so. honest, I don't. Th- I think he would be too riled up. He'd have the jitters. I don't know. Plus, he probably that, hates that play. Yeah, he's tired of hearing it. He's tired of <laughs> he's tired of hearing the play that he wasn't involved in to help win the Super Bowl. That's probably it. It's probably. It's also why he's probably thrilled that he and his wife are having a girl instead of a boy. Yeah, true. No chance Not of fun. naming him Nick. No. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> In your opinion, how do the Eagles win this game? Um, this is a very tough question. I want, I want to say the Eagles win this game with the defensive line. Said at the beginning, 
Uh, I think the Eagles, like you said, with your way, the, the running backs, make the running backs very effective in this game. I would say it comes down to the defense because I'm I'm kind of confident, semi-confident, that the Eagles will put up points against the defense. Um, that's not the matchup I'm worried about. I'm worried about the Dallas offense going against the Eagles' uh, defense. That's what I'm most worried about. And I'm figuring the way that they're going to win is getting a sack in the right moment or getting a pick. Dak's kind of been... You know, iffy on the throws, maybe a little bit of a turnover game, possibly. You know, uh, I'm not going to knock. Listen, I'm not going to knock Carson as well. Carson has had a fumbling issue. Um, So maybe the turnover battle, just win the turnover battle. Don't commit turnovers. Have the Cowboys commit turnovers. Zeke doesn't really fumble a whole lot. Uh, He fumbles, you know, here and there, but it's not, that's not a main issue for the offense. The offense is Dak and his decision making that leads to interceptions. Um, for opposing defenses. So I think when it comes down to it, I think the defense needs to get get some sort of turnover. Eagles get points. God, Eagles need to get points off of turnovers so that the game s- flips the direction. I'm going to – oh, dude, Kyle, can I say something real quick? Go for it, man. I'm going to reference Kiana here because she said something on Twitter, and she's been speaking about it all season. So I'm going to piggyback off of what she's been saying. And it's true. The Eagles offense – and the Eagles defense, they don't work well off of each other. It's a very bipolar team where if the offense is doing great, the defense will struggle that game. If the defense is holding people in check, the offense isn't getting anything going. It's been a very weird back and forth. Hey, we'll do good. You guys will stink this week and vice versa, you know, different weeks. Yeah. Referring back, yeah, referring back to my turnovers. It needs to happen. You need to get points off of turnovers, and you both need to succeed. Stop being weird. Get, make sure the team is right. Get some points on the board and make some stops at the same time. That's been such oh an issue for this defense, too. They have oh. not been able to create turnovers at all this season. Yeah. And it's been brutal to watch. Uh, they need to create turnovers. Somebody needs to get an interception. Somebody needs to you know, strip sack Dak. Cause a fumble, something. You need to win the turnover battle in order to win this game. And can we go one game, please? I'm begging for the love of all that is is <laughs> Eagles football. Can we go one game where Jason Peters is a false start? Oh man, don't that even is get absolutely started, man. killer. <laughs> it kills drives all it the kills time. Drives. All you need is one false start, and it'll kill a drive where you could possibly get points. And then the other team has momentum, and it could carry out the entire game. I'm not going to say one false start, you know, makes the game, but it's definitely a factor if you're trying to get momentum in a game to, you know, get hot. Eagles have not started hot too, and when you see a when you see a false start, it's just like, man, JP, I love you, but you got to stop. It makes me <laughs> yearn for Andre Dillard that much more. It's like, please yes. bring me my son. Let him come into the game. <laughs> Gosh, he started for us. Let him like continue starting. Exactly. Let him develop while playing. It's, it's such a it's such an odd concept, but it actually works. Um, but please, JP, for I'm begging you, man. I will buy you nachos. I know JP <laughs> loves his nachos. Inside inside information there that I will talk to okay. you about after this show. Okay. JP loves his nachos. JP, when you guys are done this game, I will literally drive to the link and wait outside with a big ass plate of nachos for you. If you do not fall start in this game, 
provide incentive. <laughs> it's it's that simple. Uh, will, man. will the Eagles win the division by winning this game on Sunday? We'll have to find out. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the suspense. Wait. The suspense. Honestly, like if you win this game, you have a very good chance because I feel like the Cowboys and Eagles. Eagles play uh, Giants, yeah, in the final week, and the Cowboys play the Redskins final week. I'm uh, now any given week, blah, blah blah blah. You know, I would say it's it's very likely that both of those teams will win their Week 17 matchup, but you have to win this week in order for it to be so much easier. Because if either team loses, you're basically relying on the the team that you just lost to. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah you're relying basically if you win this week, you're relying on the other t- that the team you won against to to lose to make it back to even. Because right now the divisional record, cow- uh, the Cowboys are up. So if the Eagles win, they're they're tied for division wins, and it doesn't matter. If they both win the game. They're still tied for division wins. But Eagles have the leg up because they have the better record. Common opponents, and yeah, common opponents. It gets to it gets shout to... out to the Jets and Bears. Things I thought I'd never say. <laughs> I knew it. See, <laughs> if if it, if the time comes when the Eagles win the division, I knew it. The Jets game, it's going to be so bad to look back at and say, "Wow, you guys lost to this team." Sam Darnold really picked it up and won. You know, he he went off, had a great game, and apparently got sick after that. Like you really like. <laughs> Wow. Thank God we're not the Jets. It could I be do. worse. That's how I always look at this thing. It could be worse. It could I, be a lot worse. I think the Eagles end up winning this game and end up winning the division uh, one way or another. It's going to be ugly. They're going to host one of the NFC West teams in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's going to be even uglier. That's going to be crazy if that happens. We're talking playoffs. but oh. They'll somehow pull the way the season has gone, they'll somehow pull out a Marshawn Lynch, you know, hold my Skittles uh, type game and, you know, beast quake their way to beating a team that ends up winning 12 or 13 games at home because yep. that's that's just how this season will work. That's just how the season works, man. That's uh, just how it goes. But Eagle, the Eagles are going to win this game. Book it. It's going to happen. Uh, okay. You know, you look at the, the Rams game after Dak got hit and with the alleged injury – his his air yards were all negative. He had negative wow. air yards on every single pass after that. Um, so that was something interesting to me. So there's definitely something there. And if definitely. Dak is limited, it's going to hinder this offense the way that Kellen Moore's been running it all season long. They've gone right. very pass happy and gone away from Zeke. And you know, I think the Eagles' strengths on defense are stopping the run, and it's going to be a big test to stop a guy like Ezekiel Elliott. But I I think they can you know step up and do that especially if Dak is limited and it's not a two-dimensional offense definitely if they know if they know that they're that um you know Dak is struggling and that's why the maybe last game when you saw the Cowboys um offense Zeke was being run a lot more maybe you know maybe Dak can't throw the long ball the rest of the season you can't you can't throw uh you know the long ball that helps the Eagles corners out because they can't cover the long ball um, which means that they're basically going to be running short passes and slants all game. Now, I can't really predict what the offense for the Cowboys is going to do. can't really know what Kellen Moore is up to. Um, but it's probably going to be simplified. Run the game, do the quick passes. It almost feels like a Patriots offense, mm-hmm. even, though they're run- even though their running game isn't really great. It feels like a Patriots offense where you just simplify things 
and let the players do what you do. Greg Ward, Julian Edelman, is struggling. Uh, yeah. quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, things are things are looking a little similar here. <laughs> it's very eerie. Uh, but yeah, those those are our takes, Eagles fans. And if if we're wrong, please don't add us. It happens. <laughs> Brendan Walker. Don't add me. Let everybody know where they can follow you on the social medias. Let them know what you do because you do a fine job at running that old ticker at the old network. And uh, tell them when they can catch your uh, your Twitch shows. Sure. Yeah. So, guys, social media, um, Twitter is BWalkerNFL. Um, my Twitch is, what is it? Brendan Walker NFL. Uh, same thing with my Instagram. It's Brendan Walker NFL. Guys, I tweet about eagles i tweet about nfl sometimes i tweet about video games and i haven't been able to tweet about food lately because i'm on a diet he plays apex with cj anderson for god's sake the man is big come on (laughs) i'm i'm slowly but steadily just making connections making friends um having fun along the way you befriended a former jaguar now too and mjd or who uh oh who am i the uh it might not have been a Jaguar. The new guy that you've been interacting with on the Twitter machine uh, that agreed with you on ranking of quarterbacks. Was oh, oh yeah, yeah, he's a former Jalen, Jaguar. Jalen, Jalen Strong. Jalen Strong. Jalen Strong, former ASU uh, wide receiver. Works up. That's my alma mater. I saw him play in college. He was amazing. But, yeah, I've, I've, I've connected with him. It's fun, man. This this life is fun right now. <laughs> it is so great, man. You're, wa- you're walking – with all these connections. See what I did there? I will see myself yeah. out. Um, wink, wink. <laughs> plus, are you still writing for our friends of 4th and John? I am indeed. 4th and John, love those guys. Um, Gail and E, amazing stuff that they do all the time. I'm still with them. It's just hard because I'm on the West Coast. That's basically the only thing. Otherwise, I'd be there with them 100% of the way. Um, but, yeah, writing there too. If you guys check it out, 4thandjohn.com. You guys won't see it, but I'm repping the shirt right now. Um, as we speak, shout out to the um, homies making it on the back the page of the daily news. Yeah. Talk about big they, time. Definitely. See Gail just hyping it up. That was crazy. Seeing, seeing them, um, celebrate with the absolutely team. absurd. I, I can't believe that happened. I'm so happy for them. And then John Dorenbosch just goes and posts a picture of E on his Instagram and puts the cherry yeah. on top of, of right. their day and everything. But we love those guys week. too. Friends of yeah. friends of the show and everything. Um, it's finally been a blast to get you on a damn podcast on this right? network. It needs to happen more. Um, <laughs> we will plot and scheme and let the people know Definitely. what our plotting and scheming goes down with. But make sure you guys follow us on Twitter as well at Underground PHI, as well on Instagram, same handle Underground PHI. Lots of Instagram content is coming in 2020, so stay tuned. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Let us know if you think the Eagles are going to win this division or not. We think yes. You might not think so. Let us know why. We'll read them on the show. And then if you don't have an iPhone, I always tell everybody, B. Walker, upgrade your phone. Upgrade your phone. Or you can check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, or the Radio.com app. Wherever you get your podcast, pretty much, we are there. And uh, hopefully the Eagles go and win this game, and then they just kick the Giants down one more time, and we're talking about playoff football once again under Doug Peterson and this coaching staff, and Carson Wentz gets his first lick at the playoffs to uh, shut up all the haters. Oh, one week at a time. (laughs) Just got to make it happen. Just win, baby. 
Just, just win. win. Uh, but with that being said, this has been an, a Cowboys week of Eagles enemies. Right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For my man Brandon Walker, I'm your boy Kyle Bennett. We are signing off. Go Birds.